and she said, Paul Rudd just got named Sexiest Man Alive. You should do your guys' favorite Paul Rudd movies. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we already kind of did them. We did This Is 40. Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are Bro Montana and the Whispering Eye, Martin and Brady. No, I like to rock and roll all night and part of every day. I usually have errands. I can only rock from like one to three. Did you know that the best night I've had in the last five years is a night that Zoe and I split a bottle of wine? We made a summer salad and watched Chocolat together. I like to think that if you put your trust out there, if you really give people the benefit of the doubt, see their best intentions, people will rise to the occasion. This week, we couldn't help but celebrate this year's Sexiest Man Alive, the guy that people think about when they first hear the word sexy in 2021, none other than Paul Rudd. All three of us picked our favorite movie starring the handsome star. So besides Anchorman, Ant-Man, and Clueless, what are our choices? There was, a, there was a decent amount to choose from, I think. <laughs> He's just so dreamy, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, we seem, to, we seem to be more obsessed with Sexiest Men Alive than, than we should be. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> I think we're secure in our manhood. Yeah, we, can yeah, say yeah. That. we talked about Clooney. We talked about... Denzel. Um, De- uh, Idris. Michael B. Denzel, Michael B. Yep. Ryan Reynolds has come Ryan, up a couple times. Yeah. Yep. Also, I mean, I don't know if there's like a rule they have. I don't pay... An, as. Despite how much we talk about it, I don't know if there's like a rule where they can't pick someone. They decide hard and fast, like we're not doing back to back or anything like that. But I have a hard time thinking. I mean, I like Paul Rudd, but he's not even like that newsworthy this year. And <laughs> right. somehow he, he didn't have like the best year no. ever or anything. He's like 52. And they're like, yeah, here he is. It's like, <laughs> I get it. I mean, it could probably be Ryan Reynolds every year, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Pitt, Pitt could have had like a five-year run. Yeah. <laughs> could have thrown him out there a couple of times. It's the female gaze. That's what they really want. They want Paul Rudd. Everyone, Men think that... Oh, gaze. Li- <laughs> yeah, got it. G-A-Z-E. <laughs> men think that all women want uh, Thor or Chris Hemsworth and, and women really want Loki. <laughs> yeah, so we went, into, we went deep into Paul Rudd this week and uh, yeah. I'm okay with it. I was not... I was not disappointed in any yeah. in any of the three movies. So, do you want to kick us off, uh, yeah. Brady? So, uh, with our earliest entry, my yeah, and we we mentioned we didn't we kind of omitted. I don't know if we, it was a hard and fast rule, but we omitted Clueless, Ant Man, kind of because of the the Marvel. There was enough universe. where he was the he was the lead or co lead yeah. where it made sense to focus on that. Anchorman is just yeah, he wasn't well while funny. Yeah. Um. And and obviously that movie in and of itself is amazing. Well. Yes. Well, it'll have its moment. Yeah, it'll have its moment in our, on the on the pod. Um. So I my choice was Role Models, uh, from two thousand eight. I think this movie is fantastic. I, I laughed out loud a lot on um, the rewatch. I will say, and I did right before. Um. It's not necessarily because of Paul Rudd, although he is not exactly. He's not doing nothing. Right. In that thing. It's not insignificant. But, his contribution. But, uh, the the dynamic of him and uh, Sean William Scott is is awesome, and Sean William Scott definitely has a lot more uh, 
maybe of the of the funnier lines and carries the weight of the humor, whereas Paul Rudd is just full of angst and just disdain for everything. I mean his his line in the in the Starbucks. Oh yeah, yeah the, I mean the, the, the whole venti. thing with the venti being twenty. <laughs> Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. Like I think about that all the time. So extreme, <laughs> just doesn't can't let it go. And she storms off and's like, by the way, and he's like, wait, is that right? <laughs> That alone is worth the worth the, worth the price of admission. It there. was uh, it was fun to to go back down this. I haven't seen this in a couple of years, but I mean, it's pretty. I'll say, like, it is carried by those two, and I, you know, we have Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, there's some really good other characters. I mean, in the as well. I know we mentioned. Uh, do you want to say Christopher uh, <laughs> Christopher Mintz Plus? <laughs> uh, I got it right in it as well. Jane Lynch is. I I, I remembered her having some multiple scenes that were like really, really funny and they were great to go back down that road again um, because she is just kind of perfect. And I, I don't, I didn't look too deep into it, but I I feel like that was a little bit of a resurgence. Like I'm I'm trying to think, I think this was the first I really remember. And I mean, I I know she was a 40 year old virgin, right? But, but, but in terms of like, like, I feel like Glee was, Actually, when her star shot up. So oh, yeah? I didn't even know she was in that. I didn't watch it, but I know she was <laughs> in Yeah, it. she was sure in that. Um, But the she was... She's great in, in, in what she was doing, and uh, you don't BS a BSer. So, um, <laughs> the... And then, not that he's really gone on to bigger and better, but Bob Bobby Thompson. Bobby J. Bobby J. Um, the kid is... He was just he was priceless. Dynamite. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't... You white? You've been athletic. <laughs> he's the one, yeah. He's the one that definitely got me almost almost every time uh, on, on the rewatch. But I'll, I'll tell you who actually stole the show for me, and you guys could probably guess. Ken Marino? No. Eighty Miles? No. The other the other one from uh, Joe Lo. Joe Lo. Joe Lo Trulio. <laughs> I, I kept remember. I, I used to say all the time though, let us gingerly touch our tips, <laughs> and like I knew it was from role models. But it's like one of those where you say it so often, you you almost you just forget where it even comes from. It just became ubiquitous in in, in my line. And his the fact that his whole character and just how he says good morrow and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, just the way he's talking and and he uh, stays in character yeah. the whole time. And yeah. he'll come up again. But the yeah, uh, yeah you got Ken Jeong. Uh, I mean, it's really. So it's the state crew because uh, yeah. David Wayne directed it, right? And so it's all the people that we saw in What Hot what American Summer, What Hot American Summer, yeah. And it's just very interesting because, like you said, a couple of these people will pop up again, sure. And it's like, even though Paul Rudd's not part of that crew specifically, like he's just adjacent enough where they're like, hey, yeah, we'll be in your movie or we'll come along, and you know, we can we know what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve and. And come in here. And I honestly, like, watching this again, yes, it, it's funny and stuff, but you almost don't like Paul Rudd in it. Oh, no, he is. He's yeah. kind of a piece of shit. He's a, I don't know what the word is, a heel? No, he's not a heel. He's, yeah, he's just a... Uh, he's just a curmudgeon. He's, yeah, he's, he's, a, a curmudgeon. he's unlikable, yeah, for sure. And 35-year-old curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah, and but he is also, you know, kind of... It's in him, and hence what he's able to finally get past some of that and come around and you know just a little charm a charm there yeah but yeah what i've always liked about him to, to, to your point like he works with the the state crew like he didn't have to he could have been a, a huge star he could have been sexiest man alive i think 20 years ago you know like after clueless came out he could have definitely went the leading man route but instead he chose to go this kind of com- this comedy route where he was a little more self-effacing and 
And, and I just love him for that. You know, I love that he would pick these roles and, and do funny things as opposed to, you know, trying to be something like Ant-Man too early, which, I, which again, I feel like maybe Ryan Reynolds said we talked about that, like just a, a more wa- meandering or wandering path to, to, to stardom. Um, but yeah, I, I love that Paul Rudd did a lot of these comedies. I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't know when that kind of, where that you know where the hard line is that he he kind of like crossed over and he's like oh he has great comedic timing he's really funny you know wet hot we talked about that when we did it i mean he had some scenes for sure um <laughs> especially acting like throwing a child. the kids on the side of the road <laughs> <laughs> but when he acted like a child was like yeah, pure when he was like throwing stuff on the ground like pure gold so hard um and that's a one you know he was in friends for a couple mm-hmm. years and i think that probably had a little bit of a resurfacing to like a very wide audience i mean there that you know i don't know who, how many people watch friends at the you know numbers wise but it was massive um and then it seemed like then he was funny you know <laughs> then he was able to be in comedies and he delivered all the time i yep. mean anchorman was in kind of right at the tail end of his friends run i mean then, and then from there it's it was he was off and running yeah i mean even when we saw him in 40 year old virgin right yeah you, know, you see him there and you're just like Oh, all right, this guy's got some, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't the star. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun to go back and rewatch it and seeing all the the characters that you you recognize, the people that pop up like Jolo, Ken Marino, and the jerk of a stepdad he is. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, dude, give give him a break. Like, I understand why he goes out and and larps all day. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to be at home either. Layer, right? That's yeah, layer, not, layer, not larping, but <laughs> but that's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. Live, live action, action role, role thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> larping at layer, I think. <laughs> and what's the guy's name from uh, from Veep? Matt, uh, Walsh. Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that he was because I didn't know who he was at the time. But I, I love the part at the end when he's just like, "It's it's addicting, addicting isn't it? Isn't Come it? back. We need more people. <laughs> Call you. Yeah, I'll, I'll email you. <laughs> I mean, if they could, they could take a something as boring and. Uh, or unappealing to me uh, to me as LARPing and make it kind of <laughs> funny like that those that last battle scene was actually kind of funny uh, throughout like that you know that's a good comedy team that could that could take something like that and make it funny well and, and they're all over the map I mean they're you know he him and him and Wheeler um, yeah they want to call him Stifler um, <laughs> he'll always be Stifler right Stifler Wheeler is just a uh, <laughs> Whatever they actually said his name in the his, whatever his name Anson. was Anson yeah he was like yeah no I uh, Wheeler <laughs> Wheeler's fine when the kid gets mad at him he goes whatever Anson yeah. <laughs> I thought he called him Hanson <laughs> like another, oh, that would that would have worked too <laughs> white band <laughs> yeah I mean Bobby J is just he's a nonstop. And I think anyone who saw this once will remember that he's really funny in it. Yep. And, uh, I mean, even just early on, he's like slaps him across the face before he gets out of the car. It's like, <laughs> it's like nothing you can do. There was a lot of that too. And Paul Rudd did it too. Like he just kept, <laughs> yeah. uh, kept on punching him. Oh, he hit him even in, even at lair. He, yeah. uh, when he kills him, he, uh, he gets a little tap That's before little he tap. gets up. Yeah. <laughs> and Bobby J's, uh, uh, his mom too, that, I, I'll, I'll say that line too. Whenever I see like a mom go really off on somebody, I'd be like, "I am a lioness." <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot that that was from this movie too. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't remember that part per- specifically, but yeah, for me it was over and over again. The at Sturdy Wings when they're in and around Jane Lynch, she's like, "Yeah, well, obviously we're not going to butt fuck him. <laughs> 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 this kind of hugging is this bad." Is okay, hug. <laughs> 
Like it's it's nonstop. Like the comments they're making and the way she's just like oblivious and all the, throughout the movie, there's innuendos left and right. Um, <laughs> you know what I have for breakfast? Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> for lunch. Cocaine. And really what works is like... What'd I you have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like her... I feel like a lot of that could have been improv or just didn't, didn't know because... For sure. The reactions, the shots that they were getting from um, from Stifler and Paul Rudd <laughs> um, were, were just great. Like you could tell they were just like... They, they almost didn't know where to go with it because... Yeah. But that's exactly how it would be if somebody was talking to you that way. You'd just be like, what is... Is she insane or is she okay? Or? <laughs> so the, a lot of it was because yeah. of a writer's strike. Oh, really? So when they were filming it, there was a writer's strike in 2007. And, you know, they tried to film what they could, but then the writer's strike happened. So they couldn't have writers to write the line. So they just filmed it. Go with it. Improved it. And I mean, that's what you get. But you're right. There was two expressions that are just kind of staring. They're like, even when she was going off about BSing, and he's like, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> how, a few times they said, how, how are we BSing? <laughs> we're not BSing you. <laughs> Uh, that those parts really got me again, and I I remembered them being funny, and they for me they delivered. But just throughout, it's you kind of touched on it. It's kind of a crazy premise or yeah. subject to kind of roll with, but uh, but it's funny throughout. I mean, Minotaur, <laughs> <laughs> it's like pissing green, <laughs> shit's poison. I was surprised to see the the cameo by. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, there's yeah. another just one. Hanging out in the background. Oh, he had like, one, one, line one line, um, I think. At the but, camp. Yeah. It, it is funny to go back to these and, and then see like who who you now know very you know very well. Yeah. Oh, um, just yeah. Just be, be a nothing name back then. That's, I mean, it's totally uh, almost not a line. He just happens to I, – I noticed him in the background at Sturdy Wings, and I was like, oh, man, what do you know? And then, yeah, sure enough, he did, he get, did get to say one thing. but Might have been his big break. <laughs> yeah, that is how that's how we know him now um so yeah so this was my rud red rud edition i uh it didn't take me long to think of this one because i i've always enjoyed it but um yeah. i actually did find i think in my head i thought rud was funnier mm-hmm. throughout and so when i rewatched it i was like oh no it's not really him at all but uh but there there is still i mean there is still some dry humor there which i'll always appreciate but yeah yeah, I think he. I think he plays. You know, he, he's kind of versatile in that way. He can be the funny one, goofy one, or he can be the in this in this case kind of the straight man that you almost kind of don't like, which is which is hard to do. You know, when when you again when you are a charming person, um, to, to kind of turn it around and make yourself kind of unlikable shows be, shows yeah. a little shows a little range. So much range. <laughs> um, and do we need to talk about the kiss, the the uh, the whole. Topic of Kiss being... Uh... Oh, yeah. I, I feel like he al- there's always like a musician aspect to his movies, right? Like, it definitely in, in these. Well, in, in, and in Wheeler... These yeah. that we're talking and about. And Wheeler explained to Ronnie like about Kiss and how they got all the girls, uh, Ronnie being uh, Bobby J. Uh, did you see Bobby J slapping the bass a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> that was how he uh, he immediately ran in, and, and yeah. I was uh, like, oh, here we go. Look. I, Corley, a little tie-in. I was more focused on his shirt that said "Big Booty." <laughs> <laughs> but like when we talked about him in, in "This Is 40, like he had the whole he was the music mm-hmm. guy, and they had Graham Parker in it, which you know, w- whatever. Uh, and Billy, I think Billy Joe Armstrong was in it too um, from, from Green Day. Yep. But yeah, he definitely you could definitely tell he's a music fan. There's uh, a music tie-in, which kind of leads us to the next 
the next movie, my selection, Mission which was just yeah, just came out a year later, um, which is I Love You, Man. And this was, it can't, like, as soon as we started talking about it, I looked them up. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely going to be my selection. Because I just, I think this movie is just great. It is. It, it, rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I hadn't gone back to this one sooner because it was, it was so much fun. And like you said, there's a lot of those just lines that come out of this one. Paul Rudd says to Jason Segel, he's like, totes my goats. And Jen's I like, say that. is that where they came yeah, from? It totally is. And I remember watching this and then saying that with people at work like as a joke. And then it totally at some point became okay. Yeah. <laughs> people just say it all the time. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I think that's where it started. Preferred nomenclature. <laughs> but none of the other things that he says bro Montana. Have, have stuck at all. Like There was a window. Like that year, the bro. The bro thing? Yeah, that, was, that, that happened for a... Uh, it had a it had a short ride, but th- those all came from mainly from Jason Siegel. I mean, oh, I'm sure. saying all the all the attempts like that. I mean, uh, Jobin didn't stick. Jobin, yes, that's <laughs> Jobin. Jobin and and whatever else he tried to say, Menange or something. Later on the Menji. Later on the Menji. What is that like? <laughs> and it was funny how because it, it was so cringe and, and and awkward. But I'm like, I don't even know what he was what he was trying to say. And that was <laughs> that's what that's what made it great. But I but I also I just think this movie. Um, like we said, like the premise of role models, maybe it was just a little far fetched, but still, I think it had more laugh out loud humor maybe than this. But this was an actual, I feel like a real, like I don't know, I don't have none of my friends are really like, well, actually, maybe a couple of them are like the, the girlfriend guys that don't have real friends. That, but I could see this being like a real problem with people and like and trying to make friends in a, as an adult is definitely like a weird hard thing and i think they hit on a lot of that like actual humor like the kind of stuff that seinfeld's really like observational stuff yeah Yeah. that's like if you're you know just the uh uh, how it could be misconstrued you know as someone that's actually interested in you romantically which was you know just just (laughs) very funny (laughs) the whole way with uh what's that actor's name from uh reno yeah from reno 911 Tom Lennon. Tom Lennon. He's like, yeah. you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started watching this and he's trying to go out and, and find a, a male friend, I was, thought of Man Park. Like that yeah. sketch from Saturday Night Live. Totally. I was like, that's exactly <laughs> what, I just what it said. is. Yeah, Brady sent <laughs> yeah. us um, uh, a, a sketch. It was just from last week, right? Yep. Or yeah. It, yeah. So it was a brand, brand spanking new, uh, the concept of yeah, a, a man that only only is his best friends with his wife doesn't know how to be friends with other men so you take him to like a dog park except it's a man park where you can talk about his his uh interests with uh with other like men Rick and, like Rick and Morty <laughs> yeah, that was the, were, that was the of why I was like this is I was like this kind of has a Martin vibe to it I was like all right this is Martin I'm like I gotta send it you're talking about Rick and Morty Dune I'll be like, Rick Morty Rick. I was like oh my gosh I'm just gonna assume this happened but I will say that um neurotic awkward uncomfortable paul rudd is probably my favorite like i just every time he was in those weird awkward situations you're just like oh this is bad but i gotta keep watching because <laughs> you're you're just stuck in that situation yeah. and and you're playing it so well and i can feel how uncomfortable it is for you yeah he so. is he is he does have that just those all the traits come to a perfection this, this felt more like really real him, right? Like yeah. it kind of felt like it might might be how he is, like that he is more comfortable maybe around a bunch of girls making a bunch of women making <laughs> making them hot chocolates, hot chocolates <laughs> chocolate straws for you know for his uh, um, yeah for his lady for his fiance. Yeah, I just I thought he was he was very very good in this and and really 
their him and Jason Siegel, I thought played it really like their in, initial interaction. Like I, I could see them being like, yeah, I would hang out with this guy. Like I, I did, it never felt like Jason Siegel would be like, you know, get away from me. Like I don't want to hang out with you. So like that, that made it made it more more believable. And I like I like Jason Siegel. I like uh, what's his name, Marshall from uh, yeah. uh, How I Met Your, How Mother. Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed. Also, I didn't remember J.K. Simmons and Andy Samberg. Right, <laughs> I had no idea. And I totally forgot Andy. My Samberg, best friends are uh, Ronnie and, uh, and <laughs> Hank Marduk. Hank Marduk. <laughs> that definitely cracked me up. And you knew he was. I remembered it from the end too, right? When, at the wedding, and he's just like, and Hank Mardukas, of course. And then you get to see him. You're like, yes, we probably get to meet Hank. So funny on that, Samberg was was not uh, not the original Ronnie. Oh no! The original Ronnie was our guy, John Bernthal. Was it really? <laughs> <laughs> that would have uh, been awesome. He got replaced after rehearsals. He, and, he hasn't uh, really done too much comedy, right? Let's, uh, this would have been early too. This yeah. would have been uh, a while back. But he—it's funny. It. I would like to see him do a. What did we just see him in in the comedy though? He was. Uh, it was him and <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> Ari Grainer, wasn't it? Where they're the the couple that's getting a divorce. They're right in the very beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, in um, yeah. date night. That's date, date night. That's right. He's yeah. That's super small. But yeah, no, you're right. It was comedy. I, I totally. It but is this, small. This would have been a little bit more. A little, yeah. little bit more. But yeah, Sandberg did Sandberg was, was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sandberg and Jolo initial uh, <laughs> initial pairing. The early nine nine. The pre pre nine nine. Jolo do, doing the, uh, the high the, voice. The, yeah, the squeaky voice was just <laughs> just great too. It almost felt like it was overdubbed, like it wasn't him. That, that's how like. It's good at, good trying it to like yell while also doing it. He does it. it. Yeah, it's great. You got it. You got this. Everybody's like <laughs> helping him in the gym. Yeah, very, very funny. I remember when uh, when I first saw this, like seeing Lou Ferrigno as Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Like I was like, what? <laughs> like you, you could do that in a movie? You could just play yourself? And he's like, yeah, he played it well. And Hulk yeah. so strong. Still strong. <laughs> Don't call me Hulk. Um, you get our Matt Walsh fix again. Yeah, that's right. They said that that scene was actually a character that Walsh did at Upright Citizens Brigade. So that was like straight a straight transition. Um, and yeah, I mean, not that I don't know how you know, or it's in a skit from like maybe a movie that was put out. But um, yeah, so that was just straight a straight pull for him. Nice. Uh, is Hubel from Upright Citizens Brigade, or is he somewhere else? I think he might I, be. I always think of uh, Amy Poehler from. Is she yeah, from yeah, Amy Poehler yeah. is. That's the base name, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I mean, Hubel coming in. I the, think you could be right there. I think there's a sketch with Hubel and Matt Walsh on a golf course. I think I've seen it. I think it's Ass Pennies. Want to <laughs> look it up? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Never want to pick up a penny again. <laughs> um, leave it on the ground. Leave it there. But uh, yeah, this is I, this is another one I have to give a, a shout out to our, our favorite casting director, Allison Jones, uh, who was the casting director on this, and you know, casting director for Veep, casting director for a ton of movies that we've talked about, a ton of comedies, especially just finding because obviously you know the main characters are going to be picked by you know the screenwriters yeah. and, the, and the director, but you know filling in those ancillary characters like a Jolo. That's and, what always makes yeah, a comedy, you exactly. know, like we talked about ensemble, it with ensemble. with Superbad, you got to have those other characters that really add add fill out the additional humor because you can't just always have the main characters kind of kind of driving it 
but yeah, and, and, and this one I, I really loved, and, and, and again to, to the music aspect. But what I really love about it is that they, they jam together, right? Like to find a find an adult friend that that you just all of a sudden are like, yeah, you, you, your favorite band is my favorite band. They love Rush, like, you know, interesting choice. But like, yeah, that's that'd be it'd be super fun to have like a man cave to to just jam out with uh with your buddies so uh that's why i think this movie holds, yeah, this a, holds a special place in my Martin. heart yeah <laughs> <right>. for sure <laughs> don't this... need to have the uh masturbation station right next to the <laughs> to the band's uh, set up but all good <laughs> <laughs> the scene that i love my favorite scene in this is when he's trying to play rush for her yeah and he plays it on his <laughs> laptop and it's just like yeah it sounds better on big speakers <laughs> but then he like gets into it and i can i feel like that is 100 percent him like there's, there was no script there because you see him when he's playing it and she's just laughing. They don't even show her face because she's Rashida Probably Jones, who is cracking great. up. Yeah, she's, she's cracking up. Too, yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah, that's 100%. Just- slapping the bass. <laughs> slapping the bass. And yeah, everything he's, all the accents he tried to do were just did end up sounding like a leprechaun, which is what he said. There's a, there's another cameo that I don't think we you picked up on unless you read the credits, but. The at the end in the John wedding. Favreau, no, not John Favreau. <laughs> he was actually really funny in this too. I uh, never met him. It's like, you've been out. You've been out with him like twenty times. Like, no, I don't know that guy. <laughs> um, Ludwig Gorson is one of the guitarists. Oh, really? Is Who's that the music producer? The uh, music oh, yeah, composer? yeah, yeah. We t- we talked about we talked about before. He's Gambino's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's one of the guitarists at the wedding. That's like playing the cover of oh. Rush with them at the end. Oh, got it. Interesting. So again, you wouldn't have known that no. unless you watched the credits, like I did, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would have recognized them because I've I've seen that this is uh, this is pop thing on Netflix, and and they they do a whole thing on on Swedish pop, and he he uh, is featured hmm. prominently in it. So does, yeah, does he have insight on? Uh, does Ludwig have insight <laughs> on Swedish pop? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Aziz. But Z's, uh, Nick, Nick Kroll. Kroll, looking young, both <laughs> looking young. Jamie Presley, Catherine Reitman. I don't know if you guys know much about her, but Jen was watching a show that she's on. But obviously, from the Reitman family, Ivan Reitman, hmm. his daughter. I don't know. Oh. She was one of uh, the friends. Rashida Jones was great. I love Rashida Jones in this. And then uh, Sarah Burns. Yeah. I haven't seen Sarah Burns in much, but she played that role. And I, yeah, I fell for fell for Jason Siegel, and she's like, especially on the golf course when he was like, "A, she's out of position. She shouldn't have been swinging the club." But <laughs> <laughs> they were all in front of her. Oh no! Please don't go. <laughs> oh, I guess I I I know that's Catherine Reitman. I didn't know uh, she's she like stars a show on Netflix. I think yeah, she's also in Working It's Always Moms. Sunny. It's yes. Always Sunny. She's the one with the dead tooth. Yes, she's one of the uh, I forget the the family. That, that that both Dennis and she's Marine Ponderosa. Ponderosa, that's the last <laughs> one of the Ponderosa siblings. Oh man, with the uh, kitty sweaters. Yeah, she's married she's to uh, she's married to Dennis. She marries De- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I didn't know that was uh, Catherine Reitman. Yeah, hmm. no, I'm glad you brought that up. No, that's, that's good. That to know. is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is it's good. It's just it is, uh, it is it's very just, good. It's just good. <laughs> good choice, around. Martin. Thank you. Thank you. We move on to uh, Jelani's choice. Yeah. And so my choice is a, an off the radar you know, choice that not many people I don't think saw. Um, I kind of stumbled upon it when it came out. But Our Idiot Brother. 
And I feel like the character he plays in Our Idiot Brother is just, if you took Jason Siegel's character and like multiplied him by 10, right? Like yep. just has faith in humanity, doesn't, you know, care. Like he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm just going to be honest. I believe that people are good, you know, will do the right thing. 99% of the time and just kind of goes with the flow for life, which by the way, that cop, that's bullshit. It was a dick. Totally. That <laughs> he was, was like, that's, that's a, there's gotta be a, some sort of law. The cop broke initiating it. Yeah. Entrapment. Yeah. And, <laughs> there is a word, <laughs> but it's only entrapment. If you don't say you're a cop. Right. <laughs> so I think that that's the point. That's how they make him an, make him an idiot. But I still, yeah, I feel He's like it was all pretty. Uniform. Well, that's what I'm saying. So he clearly said he was a cop. And if he still did it, then it's, but he it's also knew but I'm, him. I'm with he you. He came yeah. to him as like, he said, Hey Ned, what's going on? Yeah. Like you're yeah. on a first name basis. Like if you know, Ned grows weed, you're not going to bust him. Yeah. And like, especially, especially and nowadays, right? Like it's totally, it's totally nothing. So like, but, yeah. but, and this was, this was only what? Not uh, 10, 20, yeah, 10 yeah, years, 12 ago. years ago. Uh, 20, 10 years ago. You'll 2011. My math is the best. <laughs> it's 2021, right? Yeah, it's no, time. you're right. <laughs> um, so it, it's just, it's funny how, how quickly kind of the world came, came around to it when you could still make a movie where someone goes to jail for pot. Well, right. In some places. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. months. Yeah. Right. For months, we're, right, we're good here in Illinois. But, yeah. uh, right. That, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, so I, you know, I love this. And then I liked, you know, the performances by Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks, Banks again. Elizabeth Banks is back. You had um, Emily Mortimer. Now now not his uh, fiance and wife. Now it's his sister. Sister. <laughs> uh, you had Zoe Deschanel. Rashida Jones is back. Adam Scott. Yeah, you start getting into, you know, again, more and more people coming through. Steve um, Coogan? Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. TJ Miller? That's, that's what really... I remember standing out about this movie was T.J. Miller. I'd never seen him before, and I found I found their dynamic to be really funny. Like how they he was like almost immediately accepting of they, how they were both like accepting of each other. You couldn't as soon even as they like met. be mad. Yeah, right. They oh yeah, like, we didn't mention Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yes. Catherine yeah. Hahn, Sterling K. Brown, like Hugh Dancy. Yeah, Hugh Dancy. Who's that? He was uh, the he was boy, the, the musician the, that the Zoe got impregnated. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen him in anything else. I don't think. Yeah, I think you probably have. Yeah, you probably, yeah, you probably yeah. don't recognize him. Right he has now, longer you guys hair normally. By name, so normally he has longer hair than what he'd had. I almost it was like that guy kind of looks familiar. Um, funnily enough, you said T.J. Miller. It was kind of his breakthrough. Uh, it was originally supposed to be Chris Pratt. I could have seen that too. Yeah, um, Chris Pratt is definitely totally. you know, especially from Parks and Rec. He had said right back in the day, early Chris talk Pratt. about versatile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to leave for scheduling, and I think it was kind of a. a I, I didn't. Is it T.J. Miller's like big break? It it, it felt it, it was this, and then I started watching um, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley well, I feel like Silicon he is a whole other level for sure. Right. But I mean, I feel like he was also uh, in like a Judd Apatow somewhere. Yeah. Somehow, I don't this, know. This was but, this was the first thing I saw him in, and and again, I just oh well, technically his break was Cloverfield. Literally That's his right. first movie, and oh. he is the comic the relief in. Uh, but he's all, totally the comic throughout. Yes. yes. Um. But yeah. is he um, is he like did he like do something wrong? Is everyone mad at him? I he heard he had just a, yeah he got he did something falling out with everybody on the show Silicon just Valley. just on the show, but not necessarily. Oh no, I think in real life. But I yeah, but I also as a stand up, like, I think he probably um, said some shit. Some of the people on that show also aren't aren't all the greatest. I mean, with the exception of like Kumail and Martin Starr, I think 
there are some other problematic people. Yeah, out I there. think the main dude. Yeah, Middle Ditch. Middle Ditch. Middle Ditch. I've seen him uh, and Ben Schwartz that do Middle Ditch and yeah, Schwartz. Yeah, but Middle Ditch, I think, is, is kind of an asshole too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's on CBS. Uh, okay. So <laughs> he'll redeem the uh, the old people. Will bring him back. <laughs> We're just. I'm just going to plead ignorance. I don't know. Like again, I thought T.J. Miller was funny, funny in this, and and good in Silicon Valley too. Don't don't know. What oh yeah, did. I don't need to like these people in yeah, right. real life. <laughs> I'm just liking the characters they play, and then and yeah, and by the end that they're that they're the ones making that candles. end up together. Yeah, just two dudes <laughs> making candles. So cliche. <laughs> <laughs> and his dog again, music aspect. Of course, his dog's named Willie Nelson, and meets uh, meets the the wife from uh, the uh, league, the league, <laughs> which also starred Nick end. Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and her dog is Dolly Parton. The one glitch funny. I found in the movie was when he's at the the yogurt shop with Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And he asked for the acai. Yeah. That was 80 yard. You can see his mouth doesn't match up to what is actually said on the movie. <laughs> Why? Cuz what do you think he said it wrong? He like, probably said acai it wrong. Yeah, he probably said acai. it wrong and they had to like go back and, and change it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Before everyone knew what acai berries were. Right? It definitely was. So, I hadn't seen it. I had I actually think I'd seen like 15 minutes or something, but I'd I knew that I didn't really know much, but it was, I thought it was good. It definitely, not a lot of humor there. Definitely more on the serious side. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but not, yeah, I mean, it's a heck of a cast throughout. And you see kind of, you know, the title obviously steers you in one direction, to, but, but he's also very much loved by everybody, even when they, even when they're mad at him, you know, they can't. They can't be mad at him for too long because they know his heart's always at all times in the right place. He just can't get out of his own way. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the scenes that showcases that even, or like the a couple of sections of scenes, is when he's talking to the Lady Arabella or whatever, and they're just sitting on the couch and they're talking, and she's telling the whole story or whatever about uh, the stabbing and all that stuff and like her past. And then they get on the elevator, and he's like, hey, you want to go out sometime? She's like, oh, no, not really. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Right, shot a shot. Right, he shot, <laughs> and it didn't work. And then when his sister's like, hey, can you vouch for the story? He's like, no, she told me all that in confidence. Like, you know, some people, you know, they'd write it like, oh, yeah, he just wanted to get back at her because she didn't go out with him. And he's like, no, I she told me that. And it was off the record because I'm not a reporter. Like, yeah. But, you know, he still has that, you know, genuine Right, the people you know, want to open up and talk to him, and not necessarily date him, you know. Right. But but he just has that that openness about him that she gravitated towards him right away. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And again, I appreciate the fact that he would take on a role like this, where he's almost the complete opposite of of sexiest man alive. You know, right? Like, does does not oh, really yeah. look very appealing at all. Can't even get the girl <laughs> to go out a date with him, and he's like, oh, in ten years, I'll be the sexiest man alive. We didn't mention <laughs> Rashida again. Yeah, I did. We did. All right, well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite. Rashida and, and Zoe. Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> Rashida in her, uh, I don't know what, sh- long shorts, short pants? <laughs> short pants. <laughs> I don't know what. To- <laughs> Didn't know you could go into a law office like that, but all right. <laughs> you, you, that's, how you, that's how you know she's good. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's a lawyer in this one. Elizabeth Banks a lawyer in the other one. It's like, you just... If you watch a lot of these in the same week, it's you start your lines oh, yeah, start getting def- blurry. Definitely blended. <laughs> yeah, 
for sure. Like I, I had forgotten all the all the side characters, so it's definitely good to to watch them. Uh, but it, did, yeah, it didn't help that it's all all together, all <laughs> right in a row. Uh, no, I was. I'm glad uh, for the sake that I hadn't seen it. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I got a chance to watch it. So, and I haven't seen Emily Mortimer honestly in that. I know who she is, but I haven't seen her in that much. Uh, the newsroom was probably like the last thing I yeah. saw her in. Right. Honestly, uh, I like. You know, I think she's good. So, um, and Coogan, Coogan's. Uh, it's funny, dude. Yeah, you like him. Um, at, at times. At times. Yeah. In moderation. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want. And he definitely played the. Played the asshole husband really well, I think, in this one. That just didn't give a shit about anybody. Um, so, yeah, he did a good job, too. Are we doing favorites or of the of these three? Or do we I mean, wish we, do we, wish of... we picked Wanderlust as, as one of our? Uh, that's kind of the only other one we haven't mentioned, maybe, of, of the Paul Rod, Paul Rod repertoire. That one would have been fun, too. Yeah. I think that one it would have been, been fun been to rewatch. I've only go seen it once. Go back through it, right, and see. <laughs> I think what we chose was kind of a, like a good range of what paul rudd has done and you know can do yeah you know we didn't pick the catcher was a spy which is more of a dramatic turn for him but did you see that i did not yet. me neither <laughs> me neither <laughs> not really we're not uh, interested in you the being Moberg. serious rudd <laughs> <laughs> but i would like to see him in uh the new ghostbusters which yeah. comes out soon so yeah i will be taking the kids yeah yeah is it not out this uh, Friday. This Friday, yeah. It's coming really? out in a couple days. Feels like it should have been a pre-Halloween release. I mean, last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I think people get it. <laughs> but yeah, I th- honestly, out of the three, I think my favorite would have been, or is, I Love You Man. Yeah, I think I think overall, same. Uh, but I, I will admit that role models made me made me laugh more <laughs> more often and harder. But I think as a as a as my favorite movie that I would rewatch more times. Yeah. I love you, man. I think is a, is a good film. I think same. Yeah. I, I, I laugh more. I think at role models just cause it, it, it gets me. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely a better comedy. <laughs> good times. Thanks, Paul Rudd. Thanks for being, all right. I should say I'll do credit here. This idea was my wife's. Yeah. My credit wife. Credits too. I had already watched our idiot brother. And, my, and then the next night my wife was like, Oh, what did ever did you tell everybody? Did you tell the guys about my idea? And I was like, Yeah, we're doing it. And she's like, No. I was like, Yeah, no. I'm like, I watched that movie last night, and I have now I have to watch Role Models, and I love you, man. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea. She, uh, yeah, she. I don't think she listens, so she won't hear that. But good work, honey. <laughs> thank you, Mary. <laughs> well done. As always, thank you for making candles and slapping the bass with us this week. We'd appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Thanks. And go to bed. Bye.